The following is a fourth-hand production. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? I'm not crazy. hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. Here. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that is sure, absolutely sure, that Elvis Presley is still dead. Hysteria 51. Ladies and gentlemen. John, what do you think he'd say if he actually were alive today? I don't know. Probably something like, help, help, get me out of this fucking box. Hot in here. (laughs) I thought that was funny. (laughs) Nobody's ever made that joke before, by the way. All right. Uh, Anyway, broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, I'm your humble host, John Goforth. Thing about me that's so impressive is how infrequently I mention all of my successes. That other voice you heard is my co-conspirator in this mayhem we call a show, Mr. Brent Hand. Thanks, John. Despite your terrible joke, I have to say I agree. He knew the end was near and that soon he was going to face that final curtain. I did it my way. I hate you both so much. This isn't funny and it's certainly nothing to joke about. Elvis was the king. Good night, sweet prince, and flights of angels sing thee to thy rest. That other voice you just heard, like an Amiga on acid, is the one and only conspiracy bot. The bad brown acid. That's true. <laughs> C-Bot is a robot that Brent created to help host the show, and apparently he's now an Elvis fan? And no Shakespeare somehow. Was that Hamlet you just quoted? Actually, I was quoting Horatio saying goodbye to his noble friend Hamlet. Much like we all had to say goodbye to the king, you moron. <laughs> I am so confused right now. <laughs> Me too. Would you become such an Elvis fan? You must be a really big fan. I've also never seen you actually care about the death of a person, myself included, sadly. Your maker. Your fucking maker. Uh, one could argue that he almost tried to help it along. Yeah, that's true. You know, he's trying to experience all that that life has to offer. <laughs> he's like Data on Star Trek: The Next Generation <laughs> as he develops as they, he develops the emotion. We chip. turn on his emotion chip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I was researching this week's episode, I came across the Elvis is alive theories. Since you're an ass and made my back out of an eight-track player, it's some of the only music available for me to listen to. So I ordered every single album available. Also, the rarities and B-sides on your Visa. Thanks for that, by the way. They were expensive. Anyway, when I heard in the ghetto, I knew he was speaking to me through time and space. John, John, there are days where I really think it would be easier just to run a big magnet over the asshole and start over. You know, like that scene in Fight Club where they're in, you could tell the age of Fight Club because they're in the uh, video rental place with the giant magnet erasing all the tapes. (laughs) You you need to buy one of those. You know what? I'm going to fucking go straight up on him. Like, Pry his eyes open and make him watch that on repeat while I'm, <laughs> I'm putting drops of oil in them. Like in, like in clockwork order. I say oil because I don't think if I put, you know, visine in them, he'd probably fry out. <laughs> I think I also, well, I was going to say holy water, but he'd fry out for a completely different reason. <laughs> Keep talking gallbladder, boys. 
Keep talking. Boys, that's plural, John. You better watch out. <laughs> yeah, I still do have mine. <laughs> all right, all right, enough. Seabot, you mentioned this week's topic. What'd you pick? For those of you playing at home, Seabot also picks the topic each week and is our head researcher. Plugged in and powered up. It's the cranky conspiracy bot with tonight's topic. You're all idiots. If it isn't already completely obvious to you, meet Sacks. This week we're talking music conspiracies. Printing the outline now. Ah, oh, conspiracy theories on music. So a dot matrix printer was actually an upgrade from an 8-track, I mean. Or, well, it's, I, I call that a, a slide to the side, you know, there. <laughs> All right, so what, what made you pick that? I was looking for something to make me laugh, so I looked up recent deaths and saw some videos about popular musicians and fell down the rabbit hole. I was on YouTube for three days, but hey, at least I discovered the king. Okay, all right. Enough with this fucking Elvis, John. I see we have some guests here who are sitting patiently while we mumble back and forth to one another. No, sitting patiently while conspiracy bot wastes everyone's time. That's a given. That, that was just the understood you, as, as one might say. <laughs> the royal we. <laughs> now, more clueless nonsense with our special guest. We are joined by two great guys. One is the original sponsor. <laughs> I'm sorry, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> you set him up to knock him down, Brent. Man, you, you are getting good at this. Thank you. Thank you. One is the original sponsor of Hysteria 51. You might even call him the H51 OG. He's a OG. No. Welcome, Ryan Cassell. Gentlemen, Gentlebot. Thank you for having me back. Uh, I gotta say, it's been a little while. All of my emails to Conspiracy Bot have been bounced back with nothing but pictures of insides of toasters and refrigerator <laughs> parts. We unfortunately hear that a lot. And they're not even the, the toaster isn't even turned on and hot. They're just the, the dull innards. Just cold coils. Pictures of coils and toaster leavings. Well, what, what worries me is I've been told that some of the pictures are like toasters that don't work. <laughs> so uh, the toaster version of a cadaver yeah exactly um, that's worrisome <laughs> ha 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 that is terrifying <laughs> <laughs> right and once again you know i am the og sponsor no big deal hit me up on twitter at castlelight productions <laughs> nice plug nice plug yeah that, that that's your free one <laughs> <laughs> we're like drug dealers the rest will cost you the other member of the panel tonight is a big contributor on our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation, but has never been on the show before, Mr. Aaron Painter. Aaron, uh, you're super knowledgeable about music. We really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you all having me on the show. I'm just a huge fan and been a musician for a very long time, so I thought I might have he something does to bring send, to the table. He does send a lot of dick pics, so he is a huge I'm fan. I'm still <laughs> waiting on Conspiracy Bot to send me toaster pics. I mean, come on. Oh, like, wow. When they're like really red hot, you know what I mean? Like right before the toast pops out. That's he, what I want. Conspiracy Bot <laughs> keeps sending him pictures of Richard Nixon. Here's my dick pic. Hey, I keep telling him that's not what we're talking not, about, but I think Better, I, mean I think it's pen. better that he's, he thinks that's what it is. <laughs> Every now and then he gets one of Warren Beatty as Dick Tracy. <laughs> you know, if Conspiracy Bot isn't confused, neither am I. <laughs> I'm confused, but just as to why you are sitting so close to me. <laughs> I've never Don't felt his leg. So. I've never felt his leg Don't before. So. so close to me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. On that note, let's dive on in. Brent, tell the kids what they're paying for. All right. Music conspiracies is the topic tonight. So first, we're going to go over the big three 
or big three in our minds, so that's really the only three that matter, right? So we'll kick it off with Courtney Love killed Kurt Cobain. We'll take a quick break and come back with Jay-Z and Beyonce being high-ranking members of the Illuminati, which is weird that we're even bringing that up because this is supposed to be conspiracies, not the fact not hour. Truth, right. The fact I, hour with John and Brent. How are you so sure this is fact? Um, yeah, <laughs> we didn't say that. Oh, Lord, oh, Beyonce, we did not say that. That's Aaron Painter of Chicago, Illinois. Get him. And then we'll hit you with the classic Paul is dead. Never heard of it. Don't know. Paul doesn't ring a bell. Paul who, right. We'll finish off the show with some Paul rapid Perdome. fire. Yes. Paul Perdome? Yeah. <laughs> we'll finish off with a few rapid fire theories that are a little out there even for us, John. And that's saying it. something. Yeah. So, John, why don't you kick it off with a little gofopedia on Courtney killed Kurt. All right. On April 8th, 1994, Kurt Cobain, the lead singer of the grunge band Nirvana, was found dead at his home located at 171 Lake Washington Boulevard East in Seattle, Washington. Forensic analysis at the time determined that he had committed suicide on April 5th. The Seattle Police Department incident report states Kurt Cobain was found with a shotgun across his body, had a visible head wound, and there was a suicide note discovered nearby. The king... The (laughs) king... I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, conspiracy bot, you are my hero. <laughs> the King County Medical Examiner noted puncture wounds on the inside of both the right and left elbow. Prior to his death, Cobain had checked out from a drug rehabilitation facility and had been reported as suicidal by his wife, Courtney Love. Oh, the person who uh, they think maybe have killed him? Okay, keep going. Yeah, that's the one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Despite the official ruling of suicide, it has been suggested that Cobain did not actually kill himself. Tom Grant, a private investigator actually hired by Love (laughs) to find Cobain after his departure from rehab, believed that Cobain was murdered. Grant's theory has been analyzed and questioned by books, television shows, films, and the 2015 American docudrama Soaked in Bleach. Authors and filmmakers have also attempted to explain what might have happened during Cobain's final days and what might have led to him to commit suicide. Cobain was reported missing by love and was discovered by an electrical installer with blood oozing from his ear from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Oh, man. Do you remember this? Like, do you remember when this happened? I remember sitting at home, <laughs> Kurt Loader breaking in, <laughs> breaking Kurt in Loder. Uh, MTV, now, you know, special report from MTV News. And that, that was like his Walter Cronkite moment. Like mm-hmm. JFK is dead. Yeah. Like that was Kurt Loader's like sound. I'm Kurt Loader. Yeah. Like it, it, it was, you uh, know, it, it was, and, and I, I was the first time a celebrity died that it truly and yep. permanently impacted me. I was, <laughs> I was, I was a fan of Nirvana before his death. Like, you know, it, it sucks. I was, it, I was actually just going to say, I remember your bedroom as a kid going in. You had the, yeah, you, the do. <laughs> you had the stereotypical nineties kid bedroom where there was no visible Tons of posters on the ceiling, yeah, no yeah. visible wall or ceiling. Right. It was all no white, like ro- Rolling Stone and posters and album covers and shit like that everywhere. Yeah. I, Most of which he'd never heard of. He was a fucking huge bitch ass poser, but I mean, it was cool nonetheless. I think we all remember. Remember that that was I think for the wait four- what were you doing in my bedroom Aaron <laughs> I, I- <laughs> oh oh John sleeps here oh, oh come on oh. that would have been in the closet <laughs> anyway <laughs> I think that for all of us in this room that was like the first musician who passed that we all really remember that really affected us I I want to say that the grunge era for all four of us in this room was a huge, huge part of our growing up. Most of us are, are 
kids that grew up in the 90s, okay, as far as I'm concerned, although I I know that you're a millennial, right, uh, John? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Self-proclaimed. We as all and we are all. you, as is Ryan, Brent, I'm so on the cusp. <laughs> I claim Gen X. Anyway. Uh, they, they called. They don't claim you back. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. <laughs> hey, but Kurt Cobain's haircut was so iconic, man. That's I was halfway to the full Kurt Cobain haircut when he passed That's called away. a chili bowl, Ryan. <laughs> I, I had to cut it off. <laughs> it's a good point. Halfway to the Cobain would be about a chili bowl. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually yeah, no called shit. a bob. A bob. So, uh, no, and you know, it's funny. Everyone wanted Kurt Cobain's hair. And growing up, the only thing he wanted was to not have Kurt Cobain's hair. He thought it was it's cliche. Like this really thin, dirty blonde. You can't do anything with it. Um, but I guess when you don't wash it, for, <laughs> when you don't wash it for two weeks, it- you guys should thank me because I have held in like nine inappropriate jokes about <laughs> his hairstyle and not washing it and blood spatter and things like that. So yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just so proud of myself. <laughs> As you should be. All right, all right. So let's get into the history of this suicide because I feel like this is going to be a long episode because every one of these topics probably should have been their own, and yet we're just pumping them all into one. So yep, yep. Rapid fire, go! <laughs> so buckle up, kids, yeah. and get ready. It's going to be a ride. So Kurt had a few extended family members who had committed suicide in the past. So unfortunately, yeah, so he wasn't it's he wasn't a foreign family. concept to right. him. He also did overdose on pills in Rome a month before his death. Again, now that's also conjecture of whether he overdosed on purpose or if it was accidental. A lot of overdoses are accidental right. or, or drug. Now, this wasn't the case, but a lot of people take, oh, I, I was prescribed these three drugs. Well, I didn't know that that kills me. It's not on the label like don't mix bleach and ammonia or whatever, you know. Bleach, also their first album. How about that? One might say you could be soaked in it. While touring in Munich in March of 94, Cobain was diagnosed with bronchitis and laryngitis. Uh, Fun story. My dad lived in Munich for a few years. All right. Because of these health issues, Nirvana canceled the remainder of their European tour and Kurt flew to Rome for treatment. Courtney Love described the trip in an interview with Rolling Stone published in December of 94 as this. Kurt had gone all out for me when I got there. He'd gotten me roses. He'd gotten a piece of the Colosseum, because he knows I love Roman history. I had some champagne, took a Valium, we made out, I fell asleep. The rejection he must have felt after all that anticipation I mean, for Kurt to be that Mr. Romance was pretty intense. So Love claims she woke up around 4 a.m. and found Kurt unconscious after he ingested 50 fucking pills. That's a lot of fucking pills. And that's also when you know that you're a rock star. When you get hardcore, you know, uh, pharmaceuticals and your doctor just prescribes you a bottle of 50, 100, 150. I mean, for him to have 50 available at one time. It's in the news right now with Jim Carrey. His girlfriend OD'd on, on pills and they were... His pills under an assumed name, you know, it's one of those things. The only person who's probably going to lose in this is the doctor who was probably for the record. They keep saying Jim Carrey is all the like the fake news websites. Jim Carrey going on trial for girlfriend's death. That makes they're trying to make it sound like he's going to be prosecuted. This is a civil trial. Her parents are suing him. Yeah. Which is where (laughs) you make the money. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. He could lose a lot of money. Yeah. He's not going to jail. No. No, we don't have debtor's prison anymore, John. <laughs> I think I just pick up a new pr- uh, business practice. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's where the money's I'm going to break into people's houses, OD on their pills, and then sue them. <laughs> well, you should have had it locked yeah, in your safe. While so many. 
All right, so leaving behind a note, love claims, love claims, read, in part, you don't love me anymore. I'd rather die than go through a divorce. He overdosed on love's prescription, Rehypnol, mixing it with champagne. Why do you get, uh, what, what, what do you get roofies for? Oh, it's roofies. Okay. Yeah. Like, what, what do they give you roofies for? Like, well, no, it's a, Rehypnol is a benzodiazepine, which is a fancy way of saying it, it, it's anti-anxiety. So a low dose, it would, you know, high dose is, is the date rape drug. Low dose is the. Though, let's all be honest. If you're Courtney Love, you're probably date raping yourself. I, know. I, I mean, we all saw her on those Comedy Central roasts. I mean, she's God. just gross. Yeah. Whether she killed Kurt Cobain aside, she's gross. She's gross as hell. So when they asked if she thought it was a suicide <laughs> attempt, Love told Rolling Stone, there's a definite suicidal urge to be gobbling and gobbling and gobbling. And we're not talking about <laughs> goblins. Donuts. Yeah, yeah, right. Talking about gobbling and gobbling and gobbling. Gobbling rhythm. Hypnol. Yeah. It's thought Love only categorized this as a suicide after Kurt's death to be able to point to suicidal tendencies, kind of to throw the the sniff off of her. The scent off, right, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was suicidal. Look what happened in Rome. Look at this note I just remembered that I've had (laughs) that that he typed on a typewriter. Because that's a thing in 1994. Set up. <laughs> Others involved in the incident maintain that it was never thought of as such. Was, no one thought it was a suicide. Like I said, there's conjecture in this. Right. Now, 50 pills is a lot of pills to, you know, like, you don't trip and fall on a dick. But you know, you don't accidentally <laughs> take 50 pills. All right. So a doctor who treated Cobain that morning. So this is just, I mean, this isn't, I mean, this isn't. Pure conjecture. This is the doctor that treated. So we're going to go. Yeah. So the doctor who treated Cobain that morning was quoted saying, we can usually tell a suicide attempt. This didn't look like one to me. So uh, additionally, <laughs> uh, uh, Nirvana's management p- uh, team, a, a gal by the name of Jan uh, Gold Mountain Entertainment, John yeah, Gold Mountain Entertainment, a gal by the name of Janet Billig maintains that Cobain clarified his non-suicidal intentions after recovering from the overdose. She said a note was found, but Kurt insisted that it wasn't a suicide note. He was just going to take all of his and Courtney's money and run away and disappear, which is the sanest fucking thing any man <laughs> having anything to do with Courtney love can do are you suggesting he was insane <laughs> i think that I, think it, I think we're suggesting that courtney love was insane and i get, think i think that this is away. the sanest thing he no it doesn't even matter he could have been the sanest motherfucker and this tipped him this put him over Bold like strategy cotton let's see if it pays off for like him. if he was still alive after reading this he'd be my contact in case of emergency on all my forms <laughs> my too my too like he's he's a straight shooter and uh, he's you know I, I think he's he's well-rounded in the head <laughs> I concur. <laughs> though, though, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, it is kind of a dick move because uh, he had a daughter at the time. So it, he didn't say he was going to take the daughter. I mean, what, he was going to take the money, not the daughter. Go on. Take house. the money and run. Go well, on. Take the Father's money. Day coming up. Yeah. Right. Oh. So Pete, clearly a friend of Cobain's, spoke about the incident and the alleged Cobain history rewriting. The things you have to remember about all the talk of Kurt being suicidal is that the talk only started when Courtney came out after the death and said Rome was a suicide attempt. And the media picked up on all of her examples of Kurt being suicidal. That's when all these people started saying, of course it was suicidal. Just listen to his music. But that's a bunch of crap. Sure, he was a moody guy and got depressed quite often. That applies to a hell of a lot of people, including me. But nobody ever talked about Kurt being suicidal before he died. Nobody. Seriously, they uh, Nirvana actually had a song, I Hate Myself and I Want to Die. It's a B-side. Mm-hmm. But literally, Kurt made a joke about it when he wrote it. And 
it, it, it was a known, a well-regarded joke. joke, that song. Like, it, it was, it wasn't actually, I hate myself and I want to die. So you got Courtney. She's facing divorce. She knew Kurt wanted out of the marriage. Just weeks prior to his death, she asked one of her attorneys to get the meanest, most vicious divorce lawyer that they could. And this plays into the idea that Rome wasn't a suicide note, meaning these two are it's doomsday. And she's realizing that she is glommed on to at that time, one of the biggest rock stars in the world. And she is a sinking ship. Yeah. I mean, it's thought that really he just wanted to get the fuck out of there because all he wanted to do was be loved. And she was not a loving person mm-hmm. at all. She was a, a, a fucking roller coaster ride of heroin and Bad choices. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't date her. You know, like, come on now. Uh, yeah, with your span in uh, college there. Uh. <laughs> I, uh, I, um, I have dated, I dated one girl that was actually bipolar. Yes, I'm, and, I'm referring to that. And I can tell you that it's awfully fun to like be like, no, no, don't do that. That's oh, great. God. Okay. And, oh, I love you. Why don't you leave me alone? I fucking hate you for loving me. So it's draining. Like, I'm not. I'm not making fun of it. Like it is draining, and sometimes it's draining like, as hell. You either have to be the person that they need, and I couldn't be that person. Which you know. So I've been there, done that too. It's it's not fun. It's you said not. bipolar. I just thought you meant that she had been to both the North and South Pole. Wait well, a minute. she Wait flew a through the hole in Operation the South Pole. High jump. What popped out in the North? <laughs> Thank That's you. The way it goes. Yeah. She said the Nazis left her alone. The Aryans down there. So, eh. so oh, mm-hmm. oh, so she was uh, anti-Semite too. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Her I don't, middle name was Hitler. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah, Courtney Jenny Hitler, Hitler Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some girl listening in like Idaho. Right now. <laughs> My middle name is Hitler. <laughs> Jenny Hitler, you get over here and listen to this radio now. <laughs> when did you date this man? Oh. And cut that mustache. <laughs> so, according to numerous people, Cobain was damn near a new man the months before his death in a good way. Reportedly, either all the way or close to all the way off of drugs, which is huge because we're dealing with so many people of that time period. Look who just passed away. And yeah, you want to talk about early nineties grunge pioneers, the pioneer, uh, Chris Cornell, who, you know, we're still waiting to find out for sure, you know, what happened, but, um, they say he hung himself. In well, just- I, 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 there's toxicology is what if, if it was prescription pills that had a bad, you know, reaction in his body. That's what his Mentally, wife's claiming. Okay, yeah. You know, I'm, I, I'm not kidding about this. I think a year from now we're doing a Chris Cornell episode on some sort of conspiracy there. I, well, re- it, I really do. Because I, they've already started mumbling about him. Well, and as soon as it comes it out, it makes no sense. Two weeks it just later. It made, it made no sense. The guy, the guy was just, I mean, he was on the phone with his wife that evening talking about their upcoming vacation. But he also told her I took too many pills. Well, he, right, but he didn't die of, of po- anyway, point, perfect point that it'll be a good yeah, episode. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so music journalist Everett True wrote about a more upbeat Kurt Cobain in the March 1994 edition of Melody Maker. Although it's no secret that in the past Kurt Cobain has taken drugs, sometimes to excess, the last time we met, in Seattle, last December 1993, he seemed completely clean. That is, he was clean, optimistic, and happier than he'd been for years, I knew that he'd cut down on his drug taking for a while, he hadn't taken alcohol in any serious quantity for several years, that's for sure. So, that kind of backs up the whole, you know, potentially, Kurt did overdose, because... 
Oh, from what I've from what I've read and what I know about um, people and, and friends that I've known that have passed away because of this horrible drug, um, a lot of people stop for a long time and then they go back. Okay. After, oh yeah. After one year, after six months, after eighteen months, whatever. After a day, then, like it's always once once I'm addicted, talking, always addicted. Uh, my point being, uh, I can go score X amount of bags for my friend. I can go shoot them up, and everything's going to be fine. Like my old dose is my new dose, and that's not the that's that's not the case. A lot of people I know. Hey, you're saying your tolerance, your tolerance, your tolerance goes, back goes down. Right, like if you've ever read up on like um, heroin addiction. The the quickness at which you you build this tolerance is very fast, and it is equally as fast that you break down this tolerance. Aaron, the challenge with that, and we're going to get to it, is um, that he had a big hole in the side of his head. So even if he did overdose, where'd the hole in his side of his head come yeah. from? I'm um, merely, I'm merely, uh, like. Well, and we'll they, go. We'll go back into like what I really think about what yeah we'll, what happened here. But this is just like it's a little bit of a crush that maybe maybe Kurt did actually overdose. Now we could argue that that Courtney administered a a, a dose that was too big. That Courtney actually pulled the trigger of the shotgun. I think that we're going to get to that later. Yes. Yeah, well, but <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, that's a little something I want to throw in. But the interesting thing about him cleaning up. He cleaned up right around the same time that uh, if you if you ever read anything about Kurt Cobain, like a biography on him, I think when I was younger, I read Come As You Are, the story of Nirvana. Uh, the the thing about Kurt was that he was plagued from his teenage years with constant. Depression. Well, yes, perhaps, but, but, but that's yeah, not but what not... I'm saying. With constant and utter uh, stomach pain that he could not get rid of. He used to at times drink entire bottles of Robitussin trying to help with his stomach pain and it didn't. Um, they finally got to the heart of the matter. He had a pinched nerve relating, relating to his scoliosis and somehow that was driving his stomach pain. And so once that got fixed, they say that because a lot of his drug use, not all of it, of course, I mean, you can't just all blame it on, oh, well, he wasn't a druggie, he just had pain. But uh, a lot of his drug use was driven by pain management. Dylan Carlson was one of his buddies, and he said that Kurt became a new person after that. He stopped retreating to the dark side that everyone came to associate with him. He actually seemed cheerful, which was weird to a lot of people. Part of it, part of it was Francis, he thought. But the stomach thing was the most important. Think if you constantly just lived in pain and all of a sudden I, one day you know you're what? okay. To go back to John, I know a lot of people that self-medicate with various prescription or non-prescription drugs. Like I, I totally agree with that point. I just want to throw that out there. I, I you're, I mean, we're talking conspiracy. Uh, you could be completely right. Well, and the, the point is, this all points to a clean and sober-ish uh, Kurt Cobain. Yeah, like, not the same guy that would go that would be in this depressed, awful. Uh, State that that would and that's where these con, this conspiracy comes from. Uh, and, and in fact, uh, in April of ninety four, uh, that there's a quote from the Buzzcocks lead singer, uh, a guy named Pete Shelley. They uh, the beat they had been opening for Nirvana on their final tour, and he noted uh, that he seemed clean in his final months as well. He said. Quote, he seemed really clean when we were on tour. In some ways, it was a bit awkward because he wasn't really joining in the very mild debauchery that we went on. <laughs> so in Nick Broomfeld's documentary, Kurt and Courtney, Eldon Hoke, also known as El Duce, El Duce, singer of Seattle band The Mentors, is interviewed and makes some pretty bold accusations about Courtney Love. Conspiracy about it, hit us with a clip of that. So, but you, uh, you did some deal with Courtney, right? Yeah. She offered me 50 grand to whack Kurt Cobain. Yeah, I was telling you this. 
She what? Fifty grand to whack Kurt Cobain. And that's 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 a fact, is it? <laughs> but uh, people might think you're not the most reliable witness. Well, that's too bad. You may not be the reliable witness your own self. <laughs> now think about that one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when she offered me money, God dang, I wish I would have taken it, man. But I I know who whacked him. But how were you going to whack him? Did she tell you how to do it? Yeah, blow his fucking head off. So she where were you going to find him to do it? Well, up there, and uh, she gave, you know, mapped it out. I mean, you know, up there in uh, Bellevue, wherever they live, right outside Seattle. I know right where the house is. I know right what, what uh, garden pop him in. Uh, I, just, I just didn't think she was serious. But did she tell you how she wanted you yeah, to pop him? Yeah, she says, blow his fucking head off. I got the shotgun. But she didn't say anything about Make making it look, it look like, like a suicide. suicide. Well, yeah, but if you just blew his brains out, like you said, it wouldn't look like suicide. It looked like you blew his brains right. out, right? But uh, I told Alan, I mean, uh, my friend, who <laughs> uh, I'll let the FBI catch him. So interestingly enough, Brent, within a couple of weeks or months of the filming of that quote that we just listened to, mm-hmm. with no one else around, uh, El Duce was hit by a train and killed. Well, that uh, happens. You were on a train that hit a man recently, John. I'm, I'm, so, I mean, was it El Duce? Maybe El Duce Jr.? <laughs> <laughs> We will never know. Or or they probably do because the guy survived. But hey, you know. So that brings us to the suicide note. The note found at the scene by the police was immediately labeled as a suicide note. Why is that point out? Because you don't just fucking label something a suicide note right when you come to the scene or something. The police reports. Well, there's a note. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. He's dead. Uh, uh, I've seen this as a rookie. Johnson Unless- case closed. <laughs> Sprinkle some crack on him and let's get out of here. I was going to say, unless you note he's dead. (laughs) It's suicide note written on the outside, right? Right. Yeah, name, teacher, suicide note. (laughs) The the police report states that apparently it was apparently written by Cobain to his wife and daughter explaining why he'd killed himself. The note doesn't hint at suicide until the final few lines. Many believe it was meant to be a note to the fans of Nirvana to tell him he was going to end the band and leave music altogether. Regardless of the purpose, interestingly, the note wasn't addressed to Courtney or his daughter, but rather to his imaginary friend from childhood. There was only a short footnote to Courtney and Francis, and the handwriting contained in those lines has been questioned by several handwriting experts. So you got this note that makes it sound like, hey, you know, I I need to get out of this. I'm finally clean and happy in my life, and I realize that the music isn't making me happy. I'm going to get out of this. And then someone writes, oh, and by the way, I'm, you know, paraphrasing, I'm getting out by killing myself. (laughs) LOL, cause it's me, Kurt talking here dot 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 yes really kurt no one else <laughs> should i have said that no no it's this makes sense <laughs> conspiracy bot did you write that <laughs> no but i'm working on yours uh, i think you did now the note if you look if you read it online uh the i think the the really telling part is the difference in what he wrote to francis and courtney versus the rest the rest of the notes dark and weird and it can be construed. have you heard a nirvana song it's that <laughs> rate me yeah yeah uh, uh it's dark and weird and could it could be construed as, as a suicide note it could be mm. construed as a goodbye but what was he saying goodbye to but the point is that the part where 
Courtney and Francis are mentioned is much larger, weird looking writing. It's, it it's added nothing. on. It's tacked on. It's it, not. It, it, it looks, looks like it's not part of the note. Correct. Yeah. And some people even say that because of the uh, of the way the ink looks, like it might have been uh, photocopied onto there. Yeah. Even so, there, there's a lot of questions behind the note. So then we got heroin. As we were talking about, he he had a long history with heroin. So before he was shot. Kurt had three times the lethal dose of heroin in his system. The problem is, according to most medical experts, and this is literally most when you give this, you know, they don't tell him what's going on. But hey, how much was in him that much? Holy shit. He would immediately began. He would immediately became incapacitated and unable to roll down his sleeve, put away the drug kit, pick up a shotgun and shoot himself. Think of that. Three times, not three times of the dose to get you high, three <laughs> times the dose to kill you. Where they say, and then he's like, this much will kill, kill somebody. This much would, would double kill somebody. This much would kill a fucking horse. <laughs> and what, and add a little more and you might get John Goforth. <laughs> uh, they actually, John doesn't do heroin. When did I get anymore. a heroin addiction? Just now. You, you'll be much more popular if we make you look like a junkie on our pages. So we're going with that from now if on. If anyone see me, you know, I'm not one thing and that's a junkie. <laughs> Hey, why's John always got a belt around his arm? He's trying to pretend to be a junkie. <laughs> you know that's not how it works, right? It's yeah. A, it's a sweat collar. <laughs> Do I look thinner? Do I look thinner? <laughs> that belt makes you look incredibly tall. I'm really awesome, guys. Everyone should love me. Oh, and now he killed himself just so he could be popular. Son of a bitch. John's not with us anymore, folks. Sorry. <laughs> so there's a few more uh, points of interest in this story. So Cobain was not barricaded inside the room as reported. And th- these are all these these are all notes from we mentioned we mentioned the Courtney uh, the Courtney <laughs> Courtney <laughs> that would have been their yeah, celebrity Courtney. name yep, yep. back in the day. You're welcome, Internet. Yeah, <laughs> you start with that now. Uh, we mentioned that Courtney had hired a private investigator who eventually became her enemy and the mm-hmm. the chief proponent of this theory. His name was Tom Grant. He's got a website called CobainCase.com, and a lot of these uh, a lot of these footnotes come from there. Yeah, so come. Cobain was not barricaded inside the room as reported by misinformed media sources. The stool, which was supposedly wedged against the door, was actually just sitting in front of two unlocked doors that only led out to the balcony. Alternative facts. Cobain did not leave his driver's license out for identification as reported by misinformed media sources. The first police officer on the scene found Cobain's wallet closed, opened it to remove Kurt's driver's license, and displayed it in order to take a photograph. Don't be so overly dramatic about it, Chuck. But everyone sees that and they're like, yep, oh, there you go. One of Kurt's credit cards was missing when his body was discovered. Someone was attempting to use the missing credit card after Cobain died. Someone need more heroin. But the attempt stopped when his body was discovered. Jeez. Ah, what do you so, mean he, he needed more heroin? They went to the heroin store with the credit card? Yeah. Like, you know. Hey, you know you can you know, associate a PIN number with your credit card and uh, withdraw no, from the No, 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 no. You know what kind of drug dealer accepts credit? A rich one. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is the. To I want to talk to Samson. This guy is the. He's my uh, friend. The smoking gun to me. I, I think in this whole thing, not smoking gun, but Tom Grant. The reason he comes into this, and we kind of talk about this. So Courtney hired him to help her prove that she didn't do this, and to to, to throw off the scent. And he starts looking into this, and he's like. Holy shit, this bitch he killed this motherfucker. Bitch, <laughs> you guilty. And he's like, and not only did he kill her, like, she, he came to her and he was like, I, number one, can't back you. And number two, I got to turn this over to the police. <laughs> yeah. The police, when they found his fucking body, they said, oops, suicide right then and there. There was no real investigation. And up until now, there are still photos from the crime scene that have never been fucking developed. 
Like, who the fuck? And the police chief, who's no longer the police chief, was like, now an interview's like, yeah, we fucked that up, man. Uh, they should really reopen that case. <laughs> like, I don't know. Can you even believe it? I can't. And you know, I think Courtney Love saw the perfect alibi. Kurt Cobain's on that Grace Guys. He's on that Ooey. So, you know, she had that, that perfect alibi where he's got this, uh, you know, thing that's going to alter his state of mind. So who's to say he didn't get all fucked up on heroin and, and you know, off yeah, himself. Like, exactly. That's the problem is it is she saw, perfect. Yeah, she saw the alibi. You can say a lot of things about her, but at the time, at least she wasn't. Wasn't blind to, to opportunity. She was kind of like the, uh, the H.H. Holmes, an opportunivore. Very, very She's not very good at it. A lot of biographers ref- uh, talk to her, talk about that earlier in her, car- her dating career. Mm-hmm. She literally, uh, looked at band front men as opportunities and would go become groupies. And she wanted to be the chief groupie. She so like, she'd like a show leech. up. She would show up to band practices and be the, she'd always be thought of as the one who would bring food, always the fun one, bring drugs. And literally it was her job. Like she looked at her, her, as her, a lot of those girls, especially was, in the eighties and shit, like pre her, like those groupies, if you fucked one front man, you fucked them all and they passed well, them around the, like that. But fucking, the difference is she wanted to, to, she wanted, her own exactly. Self. A lot of them were just looking to have fun. Correct. She was using it as like, this is a, a means to an end. She's like, she's like Claire in House of Cards. She ultimately wants to be more powerful than the man. I don't watch House of Cards, so I'm just going to delete that comment. <laughs> nice reference. I love that show. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you all, Brent. And go to hell. <laughs> Season five just uh, aired, by the way. We're going to go to break. When we come back from break, we're going to hit Jay-Z. But before we go to break, what's everyone's last thought? Did he kill himself? Did she kill her? Is something else. Ryan, we'll start with you. I just can't in good conscience clear this woman. Yeah. All signs are pointing to Courtney. If she didn't do it, she didn't pull the trigger. She knows who did. John? I 100% believe that Courtney Love had Kurt Cobain killed. I don't think she was there that day. I think that she uh, had someone go over to that house, maybe convince him to take the first hit of heroin because, you know, at that point you're incapacitated. Her, her lackey guy, I can't think yeah. of his name right now, but she had a guy that yeah, was, yeah, yeah. was doing all that. They, they called him the house sitter or something like that. Um, go, You know, the first hit of heroin, you're incapacitated, shoot him up a couple more times, and then make it look like he blew his own brains out. I don't think he committed suicide. Aaron? That is kind of, there are a couple of different avenues. And I, I, the first one John just mentioned, or, um, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe Kurt overdosed and then, uh, Courtney decided to shoot him, maybe, uh, to cover it up. Maybe Kurt actually did overdose. And that happens a lot with, with, with clean people that decide that, oh, it's been so long. Uh, I'm going to shoot up again. And then, and then you just do too much. Uh, there are a lot of questions. Uh, no one can really know. And that's, that's the cool thing about this podcast. And the, then, well, the problem is I think someone can know and it's the police and they have all the evidence and they refuse to look through it. They didn't do any testing. They didn't even develop all the f- pictures they took. And I think if they reopen this case and this is me. This is my thought here. I think if they reopen this case, she would 100% be brought to justice. I think that she probably did not do any of this on her own. I lean toward that. Well, too. she actually has I lean alibis that too. for being. She didn't do this on her own. Yeah, she was out. She was away. She has alibi, uh, alibis for not being in Seattle. I That's what I mean. Was, she has I believe he was killed for herself. Right. But she's the one who, who brought orchestrated this up. the whole thing. She orchestrated up. That's our thoughts. See about what do you think? Of course, that skank killed him. Have you heard her music? Hole sucks balls. <laughs> 
<laughs> what a perfect way. And he does have that brown bee hole in the back. Remember the dot? We, we <laughs> gave him an asshole recently. So That's awesome. <laughs> he just wanted to be able to use the word hole. <laughs> I actually All right. supplied that shirt. We're going to break. When we come back, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Illuminati, with more Hysteria 51. <laughs> David me I'm a Brent bonjour uh, Brent je m'appelle David you didn't do Spanish I thought if we were going to do this together we'd do the same language oh sorry <laughs> that's uh that's on brand for us I, that, I I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key everything I say is romantic and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone <laughs> you guys we we've been touting these things forever we love Rosetta Stone and we actually are users David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation, too. So (laughs) you can, you know, learn how to speak. And, you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. (laughs) In that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's they design it for long-term retention, you know. Yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and Mm -hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value. And you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused or really cool. <laughs> I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use. And we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term. And uh, it's something that uh, it works. You know, and we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this. And this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now, right now. Get now. started for very limited time. Hysteria Fifty One listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for fifty percent off. How much? Fifty percent. Visit Rosetta Stone dot com slash today that's 50 percent off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life wow redeem redeem, redeem. how do they do it rush your 50 oh. percent off <laughs> rush <laughs> redeem it 50 percent off rosettastone.com slash today do it today After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. 
And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. And welcome back in Hysteria Nation. Hope you had a chance to grab a drink, maybe go to rehab, whatever you needed to do after you, that first half. I hope you all got to tinkle. <laughs> tinkle. <laughs> What's tinkle? It's what burns when you pee if you spend a lot of time around John. Seabot, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I think Drop Seabot. <laughs> Leave him alone. Hey, I've got Am- <laughs> Brian's Brent, just trying to get on the good side. Brent, I've got Amazon uh, pulled up over here. What, were, what, what are the name of those magnets we were talking about earlier? Yeah, um, big magnets. I think. Okay. Just, just right. Google big just magnets. Big magnets. Got it. All right. Uh, on the way, I, <laughs> I, I I did express checkout. Speaking of express checkouts. I bet you express checkout if you try right, to challenge our next two people. How's that for a segue, that, John? Uh, Jay Z uh, and Beyonce. That was that was one of the worst, and, mm. and you've had some bad ones. Express checkout to to heaven, just like Jay Z. One Ooh. take, and you're done. <laughs> if you were gonna make a joke there, express checkout should have gone with Kurt and Courtney. No, no. No. And then Kurt and, then, and Courtney aren't in the Illuminati, John. Illuminati. So Beyonce and Jay-Z are high-ranking members of the Illuminati, and their kids are future leaders of the Illuminati, say these conspiracy theorists. We already know Jay-Z and Beyonce are part of the Illuminati. Those, They've said those, so. Those records, or those records. They've said so. Those rumors have been around for years. No, they've said so. Did I, they I say just, so? Just, no, I, I, no, but I'm just saying that. So mm. they've said so. Oh, if you say when, it enough. When, when you were hanging out with them, they told you? Yeah. You know, okay. I, you know, I, I was like, you know, I like to refer to myself as Hova. And he's like, no, I do. <laughs> I can't do. Well, whenever anyone's, I'm, whenever anyone's voices. Hova. Yeah. <laughs> Hova. <laughs> whenever I'm hanging out with Beyonce, I just call her Bay. Hey, Bay, Bay. That's the that's baby the, mama. That's the, uh, the kind of. You are relationship. A, you I'll, are tell you, I'll tell you how they, they've said that they're in the Illuminati. They do Illuminati signs all over the place. Devil horns, 666 over their eyes. The most used by both artists is triangle-shaped hand gestures, which everyone knows only an evil Illuminati member would ever okay, do. They say that that's the sign for Jay-Z's, uh, Jay-Z's Rockefeller Records, mm. but we all know it's the pyramid that represents the power structure of the Illuminati's proposed society. Break out a dollar bill. What are you going to find on there? Well, the pyramid, the, pyramid, the seeing eye, and uh-huh. probably one day Jay Z. Yeah, the so, Rockefeller sign. Well, yeah, and you know what? The See, and they're all connected to like uh, really, really, uh, really close in relationship to um, uh, the Freemasons, and I think they're connected. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. No. Uh, no. I don't think conspiracy about agrees with you. 
<laughs> so February. No, well, you know, one other thing on the dollar bill. You know, if you fold it certain ways, you can see the Twin Towers being yeah. brought down, allegedly. You've or, seen those. or a nice goose, or if an, you're into, you know, <laughs> origami. I'm sure we, no one's figured it out yet, but if you if you fold a, a $100 bill a certain way, you, there's a picture of Jay-Z. Also, if you... I've seen that. If you fold it another way, you can check out uh, the same way a lot of these rock stars we're talking about did, which is a Coke straw. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, a bumblebee? Yeah. It's less of a fold, more of a roll. That's true. So February of 2013, Beyonce performed during the Super Bowl halftime show, and on a broadcast to nearly 100 million viewers, she flashed the Rock Nation hand symbol, and theorists went crazy by the publication of her apparent allegiance to the Illuminati. During the third quarter of the game, half of the lights went out in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. This made theorists even more suspicious of Beyonce's power. Well, she throws up the Illuminati sign. The lights go out an hour later. I mean, obviously, she's a member of the Illuminati. I get it. Well, and then you got rumors about her kids. Blue Ivy. Blue Ivy backwards is Ilb Yuvi, which I don't I don't speak Latin, but is supposedly the Latin name for the daughter of Satan. If that's true, don't you think that would have like, maybe don't name her that. Why? Mm. She's going to take selfies with her name on stuff. It's probably going to look like the fucking daughter of Satan, you know, to some people. A quick Google search tells me that that is not true, but for some reason, it's still circling around. Maybe there are different forms of Latin. But you know what? Always yes, like except Latin. everyone should have the same name or just a number because otherwise everyone's going to be <laughs> by the end of it. There's going to be enough conspiracies about everyone. <laughs> That's a good point. Also, I don't know if you know this, but blue. Blue Ivy also put it could be an acronym born living under evil's Illuminati very youngs. So, I mean, that just makes sense. <laughs> born living under evil Illuminati's very young. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, I mean, obvious. I mean, it, it, it's so well phrased. I can see why they came up with that acronym. Well, and then they just had twins. So that means that they have three kids. And the, that's very important number to the Illuminati. Three. Yeah. They also worship prime numbers. <laughs> Three is a prime number. Yep, she released her pregnancy pictures in two one seventeen. She also had Joan Rivers killed. What? Mm. <laughs> Where did you find this one, Seabot? A few months after the 2014 elevator fight between Bay's sister Solange and Jay-Z, comedian Joan Rivers joked about the incident on Twitter. That was August 27th. The next day, the comedian stopped breathing during a minor throat operation. A few weeks later, after being placed in a medically induced coma, Rivers died. What did we learn? No one steps up to Beyonce. Even if you're Joan Rivers. Uh, also, to go along with that and the prime numbers and all everything mm-hmm. tying together, Rivers died on September 4th, which was Beyonce's 33rd birthday. Jesus Christ. Rivers was born in 1933. What? Oh, that's, Ri- sounds Ri- pretty prime to me. Rivers died at the age of 81, 81, on the nope. same day that Bay, as I said, I call her Bay, uh, was born allegedly in 1981. She died at 81. She's born in 81. She turned 33. Nines. And the real cherry on top of everything here? Don't. It was exactly a week before the 13th anniversary of 9-11. Ryan oh, is shaking God. his head. Ryan, suck it up. We're all living under this blanket. I just... 
too many facts. There's too many green lights. I just I don't I don't know how comfortable I am that he just called all these facts. Ten <laughs> percent truth, even though you can't get more than a hundred percent. You know, if you didn't give us money, I might not have you back here. <laughs> money. Yeah, and so a lot of uh, speaking of the kids, a lot of theorists believe that the twins will actually be the future leaders. So twins supposedly have a lot of powers. You know, they can read minds. They have a psychic connection to they each other. Like, look at Tomas and Zaymot. I mean, come on now. That's exactly right. Uh, being twins is also the perfect solution to having two rulers. Couples can split up. I mean, Bay right? and Jay-Z have actually talked about it a few times. Obviously, they never watched very many Egyptian movies where they always stab one another in the back or someone dies. But yeah, I digress. Keep going. Twins, however... They can't split up. Hmm. Uh, since she announced she was pregnant with twins, she's gone nuts with the symbolism. Uh, at the Grammys this year, she was dressed in this weird gold outfit that was eerily similar to the Illuminati. Followed goddess Isis. And what a what a beautiful name, Isis. It really it's was just... up until a few years ago. <laughs> you gotta think in the back of your head. People start saying like, "Oh man, like this guy's in the Illuminati." I would Google. Or Bing or Dogpile, every fucking Illuminati thing, and just like fucking throw it in <laughs> like crazy. Like it's good that they never brought up this about someone like Gilbert Gottfried or Norm Macdonald because you know they'd fucking milk it till the fucking. Oh the yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but other now you mentioned other celebrities. Other celebrities are scared of the power couple that is Jay Z and Beyonce. Uh, at the Grammys this year, Adele literally refused her award and offered half of it to Beyonce. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. She was a, not less afraid of Beyonce and more afraid that Kanye was going to run up and just Rush take it stage. from her anyway. She's like, oh, just take it, take it. Taylor, block for me. <laughs> you know, Kanye is like the ruler of a generation. He's a genius. He's a motherfucking genius. <laughs> watch the South Park. Yeah. Well, he watch is. the South Park episode. You, you don't know yeah, what I'm talking about. Fish sticks. And he is oh, our wait, future wait, president, wait. right? Fish sticks. <laughs> you yes. like fish sticks? He's running in uh, 2020. No, of, of course. You know what? So am I. <laughs> and if I'm not on the ballot, write me in. I always have. So, <laughs> so people people actually believe that uh, Adele was offering the half of the Grammy as a sacrifice or an mm. offering to the Illuminati via Beyonce. Well, Jay-Z directly addressed these rumors in the verse from Freemason. I said he I has a song yeah. of Rick Ross called Freemason. Yeah. Back to my Freemason uh, point. Go ahead. I said I was amazing. Not that I'm a Mason. I'm red hot. I'm on my third six, but a devil I'm not. He said I'm not a Mason. He don't play those Masons. He's Illuminati. Uh, let's listen to the clips. No, 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 no. I did it justice. I was just, I felt like I was listening to Jason. <laughs> Hova. So Bay finally addressed the rumors in the first line of 2016's formation. Well, you called her Bay. Bay. Hey, Bay, Bay. Hey, Bay, Bay. Singing, y'all hate us corny with that Illuminati mess. But of course, that's exactly what a member of the Illuminati would say. What else are they going to say? Point. I'm not Illuminati. Yes, you, you are. are. Hey, Scott! I'm David Punk! <laughs> that motherfucker's on another plane. Like, <laughs> the Illuminati are like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> they babbed out of him. That's S-Pumpkins, if you're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pumpkins. So, guys, what do you think? Like, is it... Uh, John, oh. is, is she in the Illuminati? Uh, absolutely, sure. No, no, I don't know. No. The, do the Illuminati even exist? No. I, this is dumb. 
I I agree with you. Uh, I think it's dumb. And the Illuminati, sadly enough, populated by old white men, and they would not allow a woman or anyone of color in. I, I really think old white we were, men in fez hats. Yeah, like you got to think this is like old, disgusting hatred money, and uh, yeah. If uh, it's real, old disgusting hatred money. Yeah, like I, I think of like <laughs> I think in my mind they still dress like they're at a fucking like a plantation house and they're all playing like croquet and like <laughs> what do you want to do with Europe this week? <laughs> Wait, I thought you were going to the Hamptons there. I believe we are all part of the Illuminati. Uh, all of all four of us here. Thank you. Jesus Christ, you boys couldn't be more off. <laughs> there is different layers. Agreed, Scott. Clearly, Jay-Z is a member of the Illuminati. If you look at a picture of him side by side with his wife, Beyonce, who's one of the most beautiful women alive. Oh, I'll give you that. Hell yes. Some existential powers that he possesses to pull that dime piece. Uh, I, I, I know I've always re- referred to it for me as my giant penis. <laughs> the power goes like I've always just used my giant penis. The only <laughs> thing that makes hold me on, think that- hold on. I have a giant penis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the giant penis goes a little something. My like wife's this. not here to shake her head no, so it's okay. Keep going, John. You keep using the wrong verb. <laughs> you are a giant oh, penis. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only thing that makes me think this might have any credence is while she is beautiful, I fucking hate her music. Robot. She's no Eddie Murphy. That is for sure. Shut up, Seabot. Now here's here's one for you. Logophopedia, if you will, John, on Paul is dead. Whoa, not so fast. So we realized we're going way long on this episode and we needed to cut it down, but we didn't want to delete everything. And the Beatles are kind of the biggest fucking band to ever exist. So we wanted to make sure that we included that. But this segment went real long. So if you want to hear our opinions on Paul is dead and the Beatles, Hop on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash hysteria51, and later this week, we're going to throw in this segment on there for all our Patreon supporters. So, check it out on there, and we're going to skip past that and back into our episode on Music Conspiracies. So, we're going to rapid fire because we can't touch on all these. This is a long episode. Let's go through some of the ones that we've done. So, I'm going to hit you with them, and we're just going to, real quick, we'll, we'll yeah. touch on them. Taylor Swift, the number 13 in the Illuminati. You guys heard about it? Bullshit. Now you have. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the the whole Taylor Swift, 13 is her favorite number. She's named albums and Mm. and written the number 13 on herself. And number 13. It's a prime number. The the Illuminati loves it. She's super famous, of course. What's with triangles? What's the deal (laughs) with triangles? Who are these triangles? Oh, Mr. Rogers. So Paul, Josh Savino from Wonder Years is Marilyn Manson. You know what? That one kind of, when it came out, I'm like, really? And then you look at it and be like, oh, no, it's not. But you see the pictures, you're like, I can see it. Yeah, and then you see the pictures of Marilyn Manson without makeup. You're like, holy fuck. (laughs) Now, better question, did he actually have a couple ribs removed so he could suck his own dick? Well, we can can hope so. (laughs) You know, Ron Jeremy would approve. I tried it. It doesn't work. Okay. Then we got Bob Marley, $2 million life insurance policy. Maybe a manager was behind his death? Yeah, yeah they said he didn't actually have cancer, that he was poisoned. By his manager. Okay. Yeah. We're not now, 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 uh, like the thing, the thing for me is, uh, you know, a lot of people have died from overdoses. A lot of people have done like their own self death and things like this. Uh, the potential for. Not Kurt Cobain. Mm, 
okay. Uh, like the thing, the thing is, like it's not, he believes I, Kurt Cobain killed himself, and and I, I just don't I are really sorry, feel like, okay. Are you talking about me right now? Yeah, no, I don't no, feel no. okay no, no. with someone who's a Courtney Love fan. Don't <laughs> believe that. But anyway, uh, I just whatever, Courtney Lover, <laughs> <laughs> Salad Burn. Oh man, Stop. I don't think there's anything wrong with. I turned his mic off. <laughs> I just fuck him. I turned his mic off. All opinions are welcome on this show, except for the fact that Kurt Courtney Love is worth a shit. <laughs> oh, well, here's one that actually I, I'm a fan of. Robert Johnson sold his soul to the devil. Jimmy Page did it, too. Speaking of, Stairway to Heaven played backwards, has satanic verses. There's a bustle in your hedgerow. Don't be alarmed now. Don't be alarmed now. <laughs> it's just a sprinkling for me. Queen. <laughs> I sound just like Robert Robert, Robert you, Plant. There's two paths you can go by, but in the long run, there's still no <laughs> time to change the road you're on. Played backwards is so. Here's to my sweet Satan, the one whose oh. little path would make me sad. Whose power is Satan? He'll give you six 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 six. There was a little tool shed where he made us suffer. Sad Satan. There's, it doesn't sound perfect, but you can definitely hear a few times where they say where it sounds like it says Satan. So I love the Robert Johnson story. If you've ever seen the movie Crossroads, not the uh, Britney Spears vehicle, okay, but mind. the one with Ralph Macchio, it's it's talks about like Robert Johnson's buddy who was who played he played the harmonica. And he sold his soul too, and ends up at the time they're cutting heads and they have like a, a duel with. With Satan's guitar player, it's an awesome movie. The devil went down to Georgia, like that. It's similar, but the, he, this isn't the. I guess the devil plays fiddle, so he has a guy play guitar for him. Anyway, and the Jimmy guitar. Page thing, guitar. Jimmy Page, that's an awesome story. And like you said, it really kind of sounds like, like it. if you. I mean, you, you guys heard it. It, it. I don't know that you can make out every one of those words, but you can definitely hear. It, it sounds like it says Satan a few. Times. And when you say the words forwards. Out of context, just say them like we did. They don't really make a fuck ton of sense, <laughs> you know. So, well, but don't forget British. Speaking of Satan, Elton John, Little Kim, Alanis Morissette, and most notably oh. Rod Stewart had to have their stomachs pumped for excess semen. Satan at work, right there. So, uh, so the the story goes there that it was actually Rod Stewart, and that basically the Rod Stewart jo- uh, the Rod Stewart story has been then like projected on all the other people right. you mentioned. But basically, that he was servicing a number a number of of our fearless Navy men and, now serving uh, twenty six. Yeah, and had twenty six. Liter- literally had to go and have his like stomach we're in Beetlejuice. Don't have to suck any dick on your way through the parking lot. Make <laughs> <Hey>, a burger. <laughs> and so that he actually had to go to uh the hospital and have his stomach bumped it's been a, a long running uh, a long i just run. you know i can believe most of those but not so much alanis morissette you know isn't it ironic yeah, don't you think don't you think it's like rain <laughs> on your wedding day wait who gets married nowadays <laughs> unfortunately uh 
no, I don't want to say unfortunately that but, came out wrong. But did you know, gentlemen, did you know that Gene Simmons actually has a cow's tongue attached to his own? That's believable if you look at the man. Yeah, that tongue is. <laughs> you guys ever seen Kiss and Concert? I have. And by the end of the show, like all his li- li- from his lips to his chin or just all the makeup's gone like it's just so <laughs> disgusting i mean let's i mean let's forget the technology didn't exist back then to actually do that and you in a cow's tongue didn't even look like his tongue well, but well true and then we get into the less you know fake sounding and more probably just true Keith Richards had a full blood replacement and also snorted his dad's ashes. So the f- I believe that. So the full blood replacement has various uh, various versions. Some some say it's the, the the blood. It happens every few years and it's the blood of like children, children which um, they have proven in mice and things like that does rejuvenate. Right. You. And we got you know we've done so many episodes and things like Kim trails and things like that. We've got to start looking after our planet because we've got to think to ourselves like, what kind of planet are we going to leave to Keith Richards That's in the a future? Great question. You know, like, what are we going to do? We want to make sure that he's comfortable. Hey, that's it's a good in point. In the year three thousand. <laughs> now, in the year three thousand. Now, it, if it's not to take it less conspiracy and more like the the original. The original conspiracy is just that he had his his entire blood circulation changed out, like yeah. an oil change, and uh, probably now, he had a blood transfusion, like everyone fucking does, right? He, but he did. He actually admitted in an interview to snorting his dad's ashes. That's just a true one. That's badass. <laughs> uh, uh, Ozzy, Nasty. Ozzy snorted a line of ants and sp- on a dare. Uh, so does Stevo <laughs> from from Jackass. But uh, speaking of snorting, Stevie Nicks. Uh, she had people follow me here, blow, 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 <laughs> uh, blow coke up her ass because she had gone to the doctor and she had done so much cocaine. She said she used to carry a gram, a gram around with her at all times in her boot. She'd done so much coke that she had a hole in, in her nasal cavity and the hole was too close. The doctor said to her, like the brain area going in that yeah. she could, eventually could have eaten out her brain. Right. Yeah. And so she, so she could still get the, the high, the, the story went that she would have like roadies basically shoot it up her. A lot booty. of people do that anyway because you have more, um, Nerve endings and shit there, it hits your bloodstream faster. I remember, I remember. You sound pretty knowledgeable about parachuting. I remember in college, people would take like ecstasy and shove it up their ass. And it's stuff called like parachuting, that. yes. I, I didn't it's know it had thing. a, I didn't know it had a thing. Um, you know, other, other people. Other other people. Hey, I, I'm I, I'm doing I, it. He's I, interrupting me, going. It's called parachuting. <laughs> all right, we didn't fucking have form a club so you can call it. You know, shooting it up your ass. <laughs> We're not hosting an intergalactic I'm gonna, I'm gonna call. Uh, I'm gonna call Kevin here and said, "I hate you both." <laughs> David Bowie, Mick Jagger were lovers. This actually oh, is one that's funny, and they were caught in bed together. But later, it was it came out there like they had just like been partying and fell yeah, asleep and in the out. same yeah, bed. Yeah, yeah. And the and probably the most the most interesting one oh, of all of them. Yeah, Mama Cass was killed by a ham sandwich. The, ah. the sad part about this one is blast from the past, the ghost of Mama Cass. If you're an Adam Sandler fan, <laughs> <laughs> the sad part about this one, it's so easily debunked. Literally, it was the first person on the scene walked in and saw a ham sandwich in the room. Yeah, must have choked on it. it like, only the moment, makes sense. The, the moment the medical examiner got older, like, no, that didn't happen. Oh, no, this was a massive heart attack. I'm sorry. She had literally been starving herself and being on the road, like, not going, not sleeping uh, because she was trying to lose weight and she had a heart attack. Yeah, it, it's it, 
it's you can't starve yourself even if you're ma- massively overweight you've got to have that intake or your body just goes into shock and you know you 86 yourself or may- maybe one of Aaron's points earlier actually made sense. You know, he's talking about how people get off of heroin mm-hmm. and then they hop back on and then it becomes too much. For Sometimes their body. you get on a stronger she, drug like, like the ham, sandwich, like ham sandwiches. <laughs> and uh, she hadn't had a ham sandwich for a while. Pork chop sandwiches. <laughs> and it just overtook her. God so, damn, the ham gets big sometimes, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got one more. We got to talk about Tupac. Oh, yeah. Tupac. I don't. I don't even think there's any conspiracies with him. Are That's, you kidding me? The guy's still alive. He's th- rapping about no, uh, no, never about heard of YouTube. it. Never heard of it. He's rapping about Airbnb hey, and Ryan, Uber. Ryan, I, I wrote the song in nine to three. I wrote the song in nine. Or no, I wrote the song in ninety eight <laughs> or whatever it was. You ever see that sketch? Yes. On, it was on Dave Chappelle where it's like, you ever be at a club and you listen and there's a Tupac song come on you never heard and it's really fucking relevant. But then the chorus is like, I wrote the song in nine to three. Like what? I'm I, I'm with Ryan on this one. Because literally, like, as we've been doing this show today, Tupac just dropped another album. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about passing Ooh. that Issa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just uploaded that from iTunes. <laughs> <That's-> it, <laughs> he's rapping about Kofifi. Yeah. 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 <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It's a coming it's to pick C-O- me up to the club. Kofifi. <laughs> oh, it's an incredible. <laughs> by the way, it's incredible. It's uh, uh, tremendous and Incredible again. It's huge. huge. Uh, it's it's very spectacular. So <laughs> that is the conspiracies of the week. Any question? Probably many. <laughs> I'm so in the weeds with this music conspiracies. That's our thoughts. What's you guys' thoughts on them? We, we kind of we we hit on a few. There's you can't hit on all of them because we can make our own up and they're they're gonna stick. But uh, well, hopefully we, we could do another episode in the future on on a whole another set of them. We could we could spend an hour on Tupac being still alive. There's on, so much material yeah, behind. That's it. the problem. It's ridiculous. Like we could. We were talking to Aaron on on Facebook recently, and he's like, "You guys should have done like five parters on simulation." Like we can. We you just can. gotta know where yeah, to like exactly. to draw the line it, because you never crazy. know where to stop. Real quick, we want to throw out some social media love. Cryptid Crate. If you guys have ever heard of, you ever heard of Loot Crate? It's like that, but better because it's for cryptids and paranormal and ghosts. Just look up Cryptid Crate. Go on Twitter. Go online. They are awesome. And uh, every month you. I get- heard about Cryptid Crate from Ectoplasm. In Ectoplasm, the show is mm-hmm. very, very good. I, 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 I suggest you all watch that or listen. I should say. listen to him <laughs> plug in Ecto. Fuck Ectoplasm. <laughs> hey. So you heard it here first. Yeah. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Your check must be in the mail. What the fuck's happening over there? Josh and Jason at Ectoplasm Co. Show suck my dick. I'm saying it here first. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure they hear this. No, but, because way, I messaged back these to guys. Uh, back, back to uh, Cryptid Crate. Yeah. Turns out one of the co-founders. It, you know, it just came out uh, this year. Yeah, one of the co-founders, Tupac. We want to throw another uh, show out there that you should be listening to. Secret Transmission Pod, great show. If you're if you haven't looked them up, Secret Trans Pod on Twitter. Check them out. Awesome show, a lot of fun. We talk with them all the time. And on top of that, they're sending us some free pins, John. Pins for our studio. Like Not pins that we write with, Aww. pins we can put on our lapel if we happen to be wearing something the, with a lapel. All those sport coats you wear. <laughs> so don't forget to check out our Facebook discussion page, Hysteria Nation. You can find us on Twitter at Hysteria51Pod, Facebook.com slash Hysteria51Pod. If you want to be heard on this show, give us a voicemail. What's that number, Brent? 773 669 
7277. That's 773-669-7277. And if you can't remember that, that's 773 773- Uh, last but not least do us a favor and leave us a rating or a review we had such overwhelming success this last week with our our new promotion say brent is an ugly pigeon if in the review and we will send you stickers that we are going to extend it one more week but this week it's john this week it's john john is an ugly pigeon Pigeon gray is John. not a good look on you, by the way. <laughs> I'm more of a, a Heather Gray. So now myself. we will know that you heard this episode. If you get on, on, on iTunes, leave us a five star rating and then leave a review about what you think of the show. But somewhere in there, or just write this, John is an ugly pigeon. John is an ugly pigeon. And we will send you stickers. There you go. Aaron. Thank you for being a guest today. What'd you think? No, thank you. I, I loved it. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, you guys are doing a great, great job. Please keep going. Keep well, we going. plan to, and I got to say this. I didn't think I'd ever have to say this to someone. Now we have to actually send out to our guests before they get here a dress code because Aaron came with no clothes. <laughs> like he had a coat and I thought it's 80 fucking degrees and then he took it off. completely naked. So you can keep that bathrobe because I don't want it back. <laughs> and uh, we've, no, we've, we've enjoyed having you on here. We thank you. And we thank you for being fucking number one. Aaron is, you know, very knowledgeable on music. Uh, he claims we're, we're yet to hear anything about no, <laughs> number two. He is very active on our hysteria nation page, which we love. And everyone jump on there. Join in on the, the, the party. One might say, speaking of thank yous, Ryan, thank you so much for coming back to the show. We love having you on castle. Light production. Come on. As always, uh, I'm always on a mission to become Seabot's most hated guest. So <laughs> fingers crossed. I hope I did a good job. <laughs> well, <laughs> Ryan is our resident music expert because he works in the, industry the business in fact he's leaving right after this to go on tour for three weeks right yes, what do you got sir. going on uh flying out to bonnaroo doing firefly and then out to vegas for life is beautiful so and, and not just because you're a degenerate and you're going to all these concerts <laughs> you're actually working yes yes i get to videotape all the degenerates there, there you go even now, better now how often do you go through this and find out that you've just got mostly porn that you've videotaped on accident. People watching at these concerts, whether it's Lollapalooza or whatever, is the best. And they pay me to just scan the audience and see who's on the most drugs. Yeah. And, yeah. And uh, who's dressed <laughs> most scantily clad. Ryan is one of my favorite people to follow on Facebook because he's constantly talking about a girlfriend in Canada <laughs> that I've never met. And they're like, hey, you want to, you got anything going on? You want to be a guest? Can't my girlfriend in Canada who exists? I'm going to visit next and weekend. And he does post pictures of, of this, her. Of her. Uh, they're never you, together. Have you ever seen them touch in a picture? No, or they're always like four or five feet away. And he's like, there's a doorway or something that he's superimposed. I mean, sorry, <clears throat> standing in. And, uh, <laughs> hey, Ryan, hey, Ryan, are you available for the show this weekend? No, I'm in Canada. So you call him that weekend. Doesn't answer. Doesn't answer. Go knock on his door. Oh, hello? No, uh, 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 this, <laughs> is, this is the cleaning lady. No, habla inglés. Oh, man. No, inglés. Oh, man, oh, man. My Photoshop skills are getting better by the day. <laughs> in, in other words, we demand proof of life. Yeah, yeah. Or a toe. Just a toe. <laughs> just you want a toe? toe? I'll get you a toe. You want polish? <laughs> That's been Hysteria 51. Thank you for joining us this week. With that said, I've been Brent. I've been John. I've been Painter's Painter. I've been Ryan. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. Thanks for listening to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. We'll be back again next week with more known unknowns. 
If you'd like us to discuss a particular topic, suggest a guest, or simply seek some truth, we'd love to hear from you. You can email the show at hysteria51podcast at yahoo.com and follow us on Twitter at hysteria51pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.